So welcome to the July episode of the Sheffield Hopcast. My name is Adam. We're lacking a James this month, but we do have as regulars. Laura, say hello. Hi. Sean? Uh, we, we've got a new setup tonight, and I'm not sure whether my, my earpiece is... Uh, oh, I just I'm told not you I'm not plugged in am, am I plugged in? No, I told you I'm not plugged you yeah. in. You didn't want to be. Yeah. Everything yeah. working well? Yeah, I can All hear right. everyone. I don't feel like it is, but... Like, we do, we do look go. like a group of sports commentators yes, now. Yes, we do, yeah. Great ball in from the left wing there, from the uh, the tall striker. It's not just the three of us, though, is it, tonight? We, no, have, we do have a guest. We said, we said we'd have a guest this month, and um, is somebody who's actually been on the podcast about a year ago. Lucy, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. There we go. <laughs> so... Uh, Adam, you seem as if you're whispering like some sort of midnight DJ. That's what tonight. I do. I've, this is this is weird. This. <laughs> am, I the, am, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. am I the new sultry turned? You person? would have fallen out partridge on Radio Norwich, I think, in the midnight slot. Well, we'll get we'll get to know Lucy a little bit later on. I hope you've thought about your beer of the month. I have. You have. Yeah. Laura, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, she looks panicked. <laughs> So I know I uh, wrote it down because I knew I'd forget it. So give me just one second. Do you want me to tell you my beer of the oh. month? No, I'm sorry, I'm oh, there. Fire I'm away, there. Laura. So um, I've had quite an exciting beery month this month because uh, myself and Jim went over to Carnival Britannomyces in Amsterdam uh, a couple of weekends ago, uh, which is a festival dedicated to uh, Brett and Wild fermented beers. Um, it's the nerdiest beer festival ever, but it's loads of fun. Um, and my favourite beer there was from a brewery called Long Beach Beer Lab. Um, and it was a Saison, which isn't normally my favourite style, uh, called Saison Local Vaux. Um, and it had guava and blood orange in it. Uh, so it was a little bit sour, but uh, not too kind of heavily estered, which is the reason I don't like some Saisons. And it was just super refreshing. It was 32 degrees all the time we were there. Um, so it was just spot on in the sunshine. Um, and I also had Kamaradsky while I was there, which I always have to give a shout out to because it is my favourite beer of all time. But I thought it'd be boring to pick that again because I go on about it all the time. Sean? Um, mine's totally the opposite. We were sent some free cans by a brewery in Scotland. And we don't get Brewdog. sent that much free beer by breweries. We get lots of homebrew given to us by good customers. So we do get a drink out of this job. But... Um, they sent sub cans just to test them out, and one of them uh, bowled me over a little bit. Uh, Brewery's Overtone Brewery from Glasgow. I've not had anything of theirs before. And um, one of the cans was a New England Vic Secret IPA. I'm not always into that New England style, but this was a proper lemon sherbet job. Back garden, sun was out. Absolutely loved it. So that's my beer of the month. Lucy, going to come to you next. So my beer looks like a big old self plug because it's from an event that I put on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I work at Shakespeare's. Shameless. It is. It, it, it just is, isn't it? But yeah, it just is such a standout beer. I've had a lot of cracking beer this month, but uh, this just for balance and gloriousness just really stood out. Um, and it was the Keys um, Caramel Fudge Brandy Barrel Aged. Ooh, um, that sounds nice. Just 11.5% of pure gloriousness, really smooth, just the right amount of boozy, all the flavours in it, and just absolutely smashed everything else I've pint, drank this month out of, of the it, park. Half of it, third Pint, of it, obviously, it's Shakespeare's. 
halves responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was actually in your presence, and it was actually recommended by you from the Shakespeare. What can I say? Well, John keeps saying he can't hear me, but it's because his earphones aren't plugged <laughs> in, so he's never going to be able to hear you. Um, so mine is from Penrick Brewery, and it's Lone Pine. It's a 5.5% New England-style pale ale. That was my second choice. Absolutely right. Em. Yeah. So you were saying usually quite not quite as fashionable beers, but I, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we just had one of theirs on next to uh, Cloudwater and North IPAs, and to be totally honest, it completely held its own next well, to him. Yeah, there was another one on, I think, went in a few days later. It was like... Falcone. Yeah, it was on the same time as like a Cloudwater one. I think yeah. I had a half of each and preferred that over the Cloudwater. Yeah, honestly, they're absolutely smashing it out of the park. There we go. Um, probably time to try a beer. Sean, can you tell us a little bit about the theme of the uh, the evening? I and know uh, you're being very weird tonight. I'm not I'm not too comfortable with your, your weirdness. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> This is very odd. You're, more, you're normally more full of life, but of, of well, I've got to keep control of the ship, haven't I? Turned the into a, turned into a, uh, a late night DJ. Right, um, we're at the Rising Sun. First time I've ever been to the Rising Sun. We're here because it's a beautiful pub, and it's out in the countryside. I reckon this is part Nearly. of Sheffield. It's not a part of Sheffield. I've ever really been to it. Feels a little bit more gentrified than some of the suburban the, ur- the urban areas well, Sean's, um, Sean's come over the hill haven't you so I've come over the hill near Holly Hag I feel as if I'm nearly at Emmerdale Farm uh, but but not quite uh, so we're here uh, because um, in a couple of weeks time in Laura, one week's time is it one week's time a week on a week tonight it's, it starts on Thursday the 11th so, so that's a week tonight we'll have a chat about it a bit let's, All right, let's just that, of... it gives context to the beers yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Adam. so um, it's called Sunfest I believe alright and it's yes. and promised to be sunny so what we've gone for is a lineup of four beers that we think are, or I think but hopefully we uh, inspired by uh, summer inspired by sunshine inspired by long lazy days so, first beer. Yeah, let's go for it. It's a Thornbridge beer. Um, it's called California Sun. I've been very obvious going for the uh, summary names. It's a 4.5% West Coast Session IPA. And relatively new to their range in can. It may very well have been available uh, before on, uh, on keg. Um, but only been in can uh, for a few months. So, we're going to... Uh, Crack one of those open, share it round, and I think probably my first try of this. Anyone else had this? I have had it actually. Nice. I've had it on keg and I've had it in can of this range, but I think it was actually a cask beer maybe like a year ago. I think it might have been part of their year of beer, um, but it's only this year I've actually tried it. But I've been quite impressed with it. It's, very, it's just very easy going. It's it's a classic Thornbridge, I think. Really. Very like, slurpable. How very I slurpable, described yeah. it earlier today in my uh, in my vibe vibe Sheffield column. So uh, let's yeah. see how we go. These glasses are beautiful, by the way. Uh, I've always loved that even glass. Always loved it. The limited edition now. Is it? Mm. Have you not done any more? Well, no, because we're uh, Abidale Brewery are launching their Heresy Lager um, at Sunfest next week. So. The heathen uh, push is being replaced by heresy. All right, very good. Still doing heathen the beer, obviously. Just... Oh yeah, that's very easy drinking, isn't it? 
Does it tick the sun box? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. can definitely imagine being sat out in the garden mm. on a hot day. Just really pull them out of the fridge. Coasty, nice and clean yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, as we've got a guest on, and some people probably don't know you, and put you not. on the spot a little bit, and just, you know, for the listeners who have never, maybe, to know you never met you before, and a lot of people probably met you in a pub and may not know it's you, just tell us a little bit about your kind of, your background in beer in Sheffield and uh, where you are now. Crikey. This was like an interview with <laughs> Yeah, You're I feel very on the spot, well done. Well, um, she agreed to this when we might have been... Few, I may have had a couple in. of beverages when I said I'd do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, been working in beer and pubs and general things for about a decade now. Um, started in Derby, where I cut my teeth keeping bass and pedigree. Um, and very much was, that was my area, that's what I liked. Um, moved up to Sheffield um, and worked for, oh sorry, in the interim I worked for Dancing Dub Brewery in Derby. Um, who, just shout out to them, I think they're brilliant. Uh, came up with for Thornbridge, ran one of their pubs for a little while. Um, took a big swerve out of beer and worked in a call centre for a bit, which was the worst decision I've ever made. And then absolutely fell on my feet, got a job in a beer shop, um, Walkley Beer Co., which, if you've not been, regardless of whether I've worked there, please just go. It's a marvellous little place. Um, we had a fantastic and, night there, didn't we? we yeah, it's just... Yeah. Uh, it's not really a bar, it's a community centre yeah. that sells beer, like... <laughs> Um, and just got to have loads of fun with ordering, maybe you, mainly UK stuff. Um, and then more recently took a swerve down to Shakespeare's where I uh, get to play even harder <laughs> with, with ridiculous beer. Um, and that's where I am now. Just a big path of beery things for the last 10 years. Is anything good coming up for um, Shakespeare then? In the next, the next event we are doing, this is hot off the press, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but it's going to be oh. another stupidly delicious event. Because <laughs> we've, uh, basically I started working there and Nathan, who's also an assistant manager there, um, got, we just got a bit excited, to be honest. <laughs> we went a little bit crackers with the ordering lists and we've just got some stuff in the cellar that needs to get on the bar very quickly because it's unreal. So we're just, yeah, a bit of a cop-out, but we're just doing a Shakespeare's is selling crazy beer for a weekend event. Cool. I so love that that kind of thing is considered a cop-out. The best kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we could theme, we could yeah. put a theme, or we could just go, these are great. <laughs> so have you, you've not been up here either then? This is a new, new, new pub for you? I've never been up here before. So have you found it so far? It's delightful. I did have a brief stint at the DevCat, where I was sort of had three jobs at once um, and yeah this is lovely well actually used to be my first local when I moved to Sheffield because I lived in Fullwood and um, so this is like about 15 years ago so this is like the closest pub and I think it's a mile away and I, I was talking to Sean before and I think that there's some sort of old rule that you can't have any pub within a mile of the church in the middle of Fullwood and then so this is like the closest closest place you can have a pub so I don't know whether that's truth or not, but that's um, what yeah, I've heard. I that. don't know. In its address as well, here is a Clasters Fullwood. It's Nether no, it's Green. Green, isn't it? Technically, yeah. Yeah. Nether Green's a bit of just of a corner, really. Isn't it? it doesn't really exist in much. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of between um, between a few things. See, I've sure. never heard of Nether Green. Well, it's, no, it's just miles I've off the base. I've heard of it, but me. I didn't know I was in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's just kind of this junction because down there you're going to Encliffe Park, and if you go straight along from here, you end up in. Ranmore, then Broom Hill, and then the other way it's forward. So it's kind of just like a junction of three little tiny places in S10. So posh uh, how posh, out of ten, how posh is it round here? Posh. Yeah, I'd give it a solid nine. A nine. Yeah. S10's the postcode to to be in, and this is the uh, this is the right end of it. Is it? Yeah. I think it doesn't feel 
too posh when you're in here at all, though, does it? It's very, it's very no. much a locals pub, I think. Lots but of dogs it's, it's, it's community pub, it really, really family friendly and uh, yeah, dog friendly. Um, nice food. I've stroked a whip it and had my leg sniffed by some little dog who I didn't, I couldn't tell what it was. So <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, There's whippets in here. We're all good. <laughs> whippet was beautiful. We've done quite extensive like uh, renovation here, though, actually, like um, in probably what two years ago, Couple maybe. Two years ago, yeah. So it's really opened up the pub. I think it used to be almost like different. Well, this we're in a separate room, but in the other side. They've really made it much more like kind of dining friendly, I think. It's got a really so, nice feel about the place. Yeah. Just walks in and feels nice and welcoming. Dogs dogs and beer and cheer, I think it's pretty. Dogs and beer and cheer. Dogs, like beer that. and cheer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so any final thoughts on beer number one? Because we should um, probably move on to another Yeah, beer. I'd happily sit in a field or sit on a beach and just uh, um, neck a few of them, yeah. Yep. Cool, so uh, beer number two, what we got coming up next? Um, beer number two uh, is another obvious name. Um, we were very lucky when I looked around the shop to select some of these beers, given the task by Laura of picking out some summer sunshine beers, that uh, there were a few candidates, actually. So beer number two is from Shindigger. They're based in Manchester. Um, it's called Summer, so very appropriate. Um, it's tagged on the front of the can as a fruity lager. The ABV is what, Adam, what's that? You know your glasses. No, I haven't. 4.8. 4.8%. Um, but it's blended with watermelon. So we should get a little bit of a... Uh, uh, can we go through this without me saying summer and sunshine all the time? But we should get a very seasonal <laughs> kick. Seasonal kick. <laughs> so I think uh, out of this one. Does everybody like watermelon? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Go on. You, do, do us the honours, Lucy. You can <laughs> open that one up if you want. So she could bought pies. No one said she yeah, couldn't resident, open cans. Resident bartender. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm holding my microphone, so I'm trying to open well. that last can. I nearly broke a nail opening that last can one-handed. You see. I feel like Shindigger or a brewery. I don't know very much about. I see their beers a lot, but I just don't feel very familiar with yeah, them. If that I, makes I, sense. As I understand it, and I apologise if I'm wrong, but I don't think they're a brewery. I think they're a brew company who um, have their beers brewed. Um, seriously and get too snooty about it nice and uh, casual well I'm going to say um, it smells very good sorry Sean I missed you, you out there right? mate yeah, yeah. what are you doing you're leaving Sean out I've got, I a, was, um, I've got a, a mouthful there in the bottom I was having a little chuckle at what it says around the top of the can actually yeah I like that <laughs> go on are you, are you leaving well, us hanging there says we got the beer you got the mouths put the beer in your mouths <laughs> which that literally is my job description pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> what were we going to say? I, lost. We, I think we have done a Shindigger beer before, actually, when we did it up at the university, when we did... I think I don't think you were there, Laura, that one. I've got a feeling you weren't for that. Did what, the one before the Student Beer Festival, Did I you think? do that one? Yeah, I did you do just, that one. No, you did. We, did, we, we definitely did a shin- in that office. No, no, when we... No, um, the day before the beer festival opened, that we one. Had, we had the... Um, the Super Itchy beer, and we did Pineapple Halcyon, and... I think they were quite fruity beers. Oh, Sean's looking. I just wondered if you could remember what it was. I, I, I can't remember that at all, actually. I think it had my last beer I, I've I think had it might that. have been a mango. Ooh, sorry. They do a, they <laughs> well, do a black pills, <laughs> What happened no? then? They do a mango a... unchained as well. Yeah, they do. I think Everybody it might have been pale. Yeah, peach one as well, they do. An IPA pale. Might have been the mango. I think it was. Yeah. I'm definitely going... Oh, wow. 
That really tastes a watermelon. I think it tastes like pretend watermelon, though. It doesn't taste like real watermelon. I really like Shindigger, and I've had some really good cask of theirs, but this, for me, tastes like watermelon sweets. Yeah. Yeah. It is summery, though. Well, that's weird, actually, because, you know, my big thing about fruited beers is picking up that synthetic taste, and I'm not getting it from here. I'm quite enjoying that. You're getting a quite natural flavour from that. Well, yeah, it's probably watermelon taste. It's more of a... Because how much flavour does it watermelon? It's more of a I was going to say, if you did make it watermelon though, would it actually? Yeah. So it's a bit like the strawberry laces of the watermelon world. It That's is a bit what strawberry it laces, like. mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I thought I'd go a little bit of strawberry oh. as well. Now you've said that, I'm mm. like, mm, yeah. yeah Do you think when beers are released, uh, either keg, cask or can, bottle, when they're, when they're fruited, should we as a drinker know whether it's real fruit whether it's some sort of fruit syrup, there doesn't, there doesn't, there doesn't appear to be any need to own up to or identify how the fruit has gone in. If it's aged on fruit, actual fruit, is that worth more than a fruit syrup being used? No, I think you sh- I think you're yeah. right. I think yeah. it should be because there doesn't seem to be any real way of, of distinguishing. As I understand, Titanic Plum Porter is a is a plum syrup, very popular um, beer, but some people might think that real plums mm. have actually gone into that and flavoured that yeah, but I you don't have to yeah, say I suppose Tiny Rebel have quite a popular fruity Very, ones and I yeah. think Tropic to be honest I'm not a big fan of Club Tropic I Arno, feel like if you're a brewery that does use real fruit you're more likely to describe it, it as you would say whole it. Yeah. Yeah. You would say apricots yeah. for example or yeah. you know, real raspberry puree yeah. or something like but you're, that you're relying on but you the, might not own yeah, you're relying on, on a brewery sort of shouting about the advantage rather yeah. than there being a bottom line yeah. where somebody has to identify what's gone in there I think it would for me it would depend on like the brewery and the reason so yeah. if they're brewing a beer and genuinely like genuinely the syrup version of that flavour does just complement the beer better and is you know yeah. balances out better then fine but if it is should say that a corner, the, if it's a corner cutting though, exercise, yeah, yeah. then not so much. Yeah. Do you think they should own up to Our it? fruit juices, yeah. do they have to, or do they just do that by... So, yeah, they've been quite honest then, haven't they? I do yeah. remember when I worked for Thornbridge, when they were making Y, I suddenly got a phone cucumber. call, they'd had a, yeah, could you order a thousand cucumbers on your veg order tonight? <laughs> 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 so I can tell you that certain beers definitely yeah, <laughs> have the ingredients you, you in it. You see, some will say, oh, there's a ton of raspberries in this. I know yeah. Wild yeah. did the big raspberry one, didn't yeah. they? And I think it was a ton of yeah. raspberries and that went in. So you can, you can trust that. And I then on others, I'm not sure. I think as well, you can see why certain breweries would want to use, the, it's, it's so much easier to lob a few bagging boxes of of a syrup in yeah. isn't it but but then purees are just as easy I suppose yeah. but yeah the processing time with certain fruits I think I can yeah. remember talking to people who were work, working at Thornbridge when they made Y and uh, one of the members of staff was saying instead of chopping the cucumber which they'd seen everyone else like, this is taking ages just put half a cucumber in every cask and said that was great until it came to washing the casks and there was just yeah. half a manky cucumber that was left in the bottom oh. of it once it finished I've done my fair, fair, but, my fair share yeah. of cask washing I can imagine that was not fun <laughs> so I'm going to turn to you Laura because I thought beer two we might talk a little bit about Sunfest because I okay. thought it's, yeah. you said something in a message to us about it being one of your busiest days of the year leading up to some, 
Sometimes. Yeah, next Thursday. I, I mistakenly thought it might have been next Thursday. You're like, yeah, not a, not a prayer, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's a it's the second biggest beer festival in Sheffield, I believe, um, after the camera one that's held down at Callum Island. Um, there's over a hundred beers available, uh, seventy-two cask, uh, thirty keg outside, plus the uh, usual selection um, inside as well. Um, so there's a lot of beer on. Um, it's out in the car park, which is pretty sizable. Um, Can you use any of the woods around the back there? Is that for a week? No, we cannot use no. the woods. <laughs> no? Oh, no, no, there's a hedge there, isn't there? <laughs> there's Charles also a stream, climbing. I think, down at the bottom. Yeah, it's so a lovely little possibly uh, there not, it, not yeah, the best location to go paddling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great beer selection. Um, it's the fifth year I've been involved in the festival as part of my role at Abbeydale. Um, and I'm, it's always a time of year that I get really, really excited about. Um, do you work it, Laura, or you, do you come as a as a punter? Uh, a little bit of both, really. Right. Um, this year, I've taken a little bit of a step back in the organisation. I've still uh, done the list of keg beers, um, but I'm hoping that I'll be here on Thursday to finalise the last little bits of setup. Uh, but then, once once that's done and the festival's open be more about um, saying hello to people, talking to everyone about the beers that we've got available. So schmoozing. And yeah, and we've, we're also uh, next week launching the lager that I briefly mentioned earlier, uh, which is a really, really big deal for Abbeydale. Uh, you know, we've never had a lager sort of like permanently available before um, in the whole 23 years the brewery's been in existence. Uh, so um, we're hoping to be able to spend next weekend shouting about it a little bit more and hopefully people will give it a try and enjoy it are you coming Adam are you coming to the I festival I don't think I've missed one yet since living in Sheffield you haven't no, I don't think so no if I have I mean I came here four years ago when my little girl was a week old it was her first beer festival. What a great oh, dad. What a great, photos, a great, great dad. She was a <laughs> what did you bring her with you? Yeah, she was a week old, exactly. So it was a Friday before she was born. Uh, she was born a Friday before it started. But um, she was a nightmare that evening. So kind of a nice, I think it, it probably has its rammed moments. But I've always found it not difficult to, you know, get beers. Because it's got like that really, really like traditional... Uh, well, apart from the new keg bar, which probably introduced a couple of years ago, was it? Was it two years ago? Like the kind of separate keg bar. I can't remember. Or was that before that? Uh, I think we might have had that for three, three years, years, but um, it went up to thirty beers. Yeah, last probably more year. obvious. Probably yeah. yeah. So you get your traditional like um, is, it, is it is it gravity porn? Is that, is, that the ter- is that the term for it when you come straight out of the uh, out of the cask? Straight out of the cask. So you've got so you've got like so much room you can just like spread out down the bar really. So it's you never really feel like you're queuing up for anything. So. Um, yeah, is like it free, said, free to get in, is it? Free to get yeah. in and you got to pay yeah, for your beer, cash, right? Cash bar, yeah. Oh, it's to, it's like um, you pay for like a token, don't you? And they strike your little, they put a pen through yeah. when you've uh, spent yeah. some money. Um, yeah, and um, obviously dog show as well, Laura. Yeah, there's a dog on. show on the Sunday. So the whip is favourite. 14th of July, so uh, yeah. I was going to say 14-1 to one to win then. <laughs> 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 yeah, the whip is 14-1. Always to a one. hotly contested competition. <laughs> £10 each way, please. Um, I'm hoping that um, Ed from Port is going to be bringing Digby down. Digby he has... He won it, did he? He's won twice. Has he? Yeah. He's a very good boy. Really, he should step down he's just to boy. let somebody else win. <laughs> I think he should go for the hat trick. <laughs> Team Digby. Digby's Chris the Sheep of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, um, of the show world. 
So just to kind of the the beer is released today on it. I had to skim through it, but just to pick out a few maybe highlights, just you know, people who might be thinking, oh, is it just going to be local beers, or is it just going to be Abbeydale beers? I mean, like I said, there's hundreds, of, well, over a hundred beers. Yeah. So there's any kind of any ones that you think nice one we've got that in? I did notice there was cask of. Go on, you might tell me no, the um, St Mars of the Desert. Yes. We've got the new St. Mars the Desert and Hop Hideout collaboration on keg that they've done with um, Tom Newell. Endless. Endless Toil, uh, which is an orange zest uh, pale ale. Uh, I'm really looking forward to trying that. Um, the keg bar uh, is UK only for the first time ever this year. Um, I kind of thought, for all, obviously there's amazing beers from overseas available, um, but I kind of thought, you know what, I think there are breweries in the UK that can do just as good a job and it'd be nice to show them off a little bit. So it is all UK, but from kind of all around uh, the country. Um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, I've got Brew York Empress Toncoco. I did notice Which that was one of my uh, self-indulgent <laughs> moments, but lots of other people love it too, it's not just me. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. There's a track beer on keg that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and on cask, we've got a special cask off Steel City of a cherry Roush beer that I'm looking forward to. I can't believe Dave has made a smoked beer. He and that is was, not that an was advocate proper of cherries, Or was it cherry extract? Dave? Proper well, cherries. It is proper cherries. Proper cherries like and cherry wood smoke yeah. and cherry blossom honey. So he has really that gone all out on nice. a cherry. Yeah, it's very nice. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to trying that as well. Um, and a few one-off casks and festival exclusives to go at as well. There you go. So nothing really. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. And sun- Sunday. Sunday as well. Yeah. So that's the like 11th it. through to the 14th, 14th of, of July. July. Um, okay, we so said where James is yet. Why he's not here. James is um, in is Scandinavia. It? Yeah. He's currently in... Sweden today no, or is he heading weekend is in Denmark, Denmark a minute you'd be drinking some reasonably good beer in that area yeah, of the world yeah you'd have thought <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think so. any final well final thoughts on this beer I really really enjoyed it personally yeah nice enough without being a, uh, um, it's not a sickly um I don't think it's that I, sickly. Yeah, I think a full can might. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Schindinger a lot, but it, it, it wasn't. I've had, I had it a while better, ago, which is not for me. Their, I like their West Coast Pale particularly. Ooh, yes. Very good. Good stuff. Should we get th- beer number three open then? Beer number three. Um, so this one is um, from Northern Monk in Hottlebeck in Leeds. Um, it's part of their very famous patrons project. Um, series um, relatively new collaboration this one though um, they've teamed up with Lucy Ketchin who's a Leeds based illustrator and uh, this is her third beer um, it's Patrons Project 1503 for anyone that uh, likes all the numbers and the facts and figures um, the beer is called Lady of the Sunshine and it's a, a pineapple mango and papaya sour IPA. I think it's about 5.7, 5.8%. And um, it uh, it looks a goodie. The design it's on the can. Goodie. The can is yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I Shows a lady laid in, laid in the grass, hands behind her head, soaking up the sunshine by the looks of it. 
I think she? that might be my favourite series of designs. Yeah, actually, for the patrons project, I think that's. It's lovely. interesting that um, this series has been the least popular in our shop in terms of pickups, mm. and I've I've developing a theory that it's the illustration on the front, which is beautiful and very pretty, but doesn't necessarily fit in line with the previous patrons project stuff. That yeah. tends to be a bit edgier yeah. and a little yeah, bit cooler. This is prettier, very much a summer music festival. It's much so, more like graphic, where the yeah. ones are tend to be more photo-based. Yeah. So they? they've, they've not been as popular. The first one, or the last one, was a, a tangerine sour, and again, went a little bit more slowly. Uh, so just a, did, a, um, a little bit, uh, um, a bit different. Not to deviate away from anything, but um, did, did they invent this type of cam? artwork where you get that double kind of uh, you know like you get that internal peel and reveal peel and reveal like I've never seen until recently which I'll go into in a minute I've not I've seen, never seen yeah. anybody ever do that before I've not seen a peel and reveal on a, a beer can before um, I feel as if I've uh, that there might have been a peel and reveal on, tin, on, on tins of beans and things to win competitions. Yeah, John, do you want to explain, do you want to expl- do you want to explain what, 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 what is involved then? What peel and reveal? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the can is a normal looking can from the outside, 440 mil, and a label wrapped round the full can, um, but um, has a little corner just tagged away down the bottom that says peel here, and you peel it back. And uh, Adam, you might as well do the peel and reveal, sure, so we can describe you, describe you doing it. So it's kind of like an, it's kind of like a two-layered gets thing. Gets his nail it? in there, pulls it away, and then what you get inside on the inside of the label is a a, a beautiful um, set of designs and a description about what Lucy does and what she's involved in. And then printed on the inside of the can is more detail about the beer. Uh, it's a collaboration with Wizard Brewing and gives more detail on the hops and the contents of the beer itself. Guys at Heiscraft recently did a Sheffield United beer. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Sean, or... I've seen it, we were offered it yesterday, but it's on sale at um, All Good Sheffield United. uh, All Good Sheffield United, uh, official shops at the moment. Yeah, we're not going to stock it. Um, Yeah, so I I, I got one out of curiosity, being a Sheffield Wednesday fan off my mate, he went to the ground and picked one up. And I have actually stuck it in my book, and inside that peel and reveal is them celebrating getting promoted to Premier League. And I've so, still stuck it in my book. But these are cans that uh, aren't designed to have their labels taken off. So does that involve some clever technique? It's that the you same use? as one of those. Is it? No, it's one so of those double layers. It's one of those peel and reveal. You know things. your other cans that you've uh, you've put yeah. into that book. Do you have to just soak them off in water? Or no, they're all pretty good. They come off. There's a bit, right. of a bit of a knack to it, but right. I've. Um, but you've perfected I've, it. I've, no, I've, got, I've gone the opposite, where my first few pages are absolute mint condition, no creases. And uh, my last few, I'm just getting That's really, so really bad at it. I feel like I'm over, I'm, I'm trying too hard, and I'm getting some right creases. I look it? forward to seeing you on Antiques Roadshow in about 40 years, and the disappointment <laughs> on your face when they say 20, 25 pounds, maybe, is I've got it insured. That's not for that reason. I've got like, it insured. We all know I do a bit of graphic design for my job, and I like the artwork, and it's, it's like a scrapbook of nice can design. Right, anyway, so I'm not even trying to So you're sticking them on the fridge as well, like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, or making a wall of it, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what do we think of this, then? I like this. It tastes like mango juice. Yeah. It, it looks like fruit juice. I, I like was this. quite surprised, actually, because when I smelt it, I think it smells like it's going to taste of hot burn. Yeah. I thought exactly the same. I sort um, of went, ooh. And actually, the aftertaste is a little bit acrid for me, but the... 
I would say there are real mangoes in there. Yes. It would it, be my yeah, guess. I would. There's it's a bit of like hot fustiness, but because it's so sort of nice and piney, it mm. does, sort of doesn't matter. Like it's just really good, just super mangoey, really nice. It looks more like an actual fruit juice than those kind of ones that look, that, you know, they like the cloud watery. It looks a bit like an innocent smoothie. Yeah. It's more yellowy. You've got a smoothie uh, in your bag I have got a smoothie. Do you know what's in this one? I've got a meal. This has got turmeric in it. Are you sure that's not just a bottle of mango sour that you're (laughs) (laughs) claiming is a smoothie? (laughs) uh, I know breakfast stout, of course, is a style of beer. I I think there could be uh, an alternative side of that same coin and have a bit of a breakfast juice uh, uh, style of beer. I think I've actually had a few of those. Brunch, I, anyway. I think um, Hopjack did some with Neep's End that were like uh, one of the, you know, they did them, them IPA se- the, the IPA yeah. series. One of those was like a breakfast IPA and that was really juicy like this. Anyway, apart from um, Sunfest, it's Tramlines month this month. So I was thinking, not going on to Tramlines too much because you know, we've done that in other things, um, is are festivals doing enough for the modern drinker? I don't know, I don't know if Sean's much of a, a festival goer. I, I know, hate festivals. But me and Laura both went to, not together, but we made sure they went to Slam Dunk Festival. And that did have a little bit of a craft bar. Yeah. But it felt quite underwhelming in it terms of like the ma- what's, what's kind of available to, to the masses. And I think. You also just gravitated towards Summersby Cider, I think, or yeah. Are we in, are we in a are we in a place where they should probably be doing a little bit more? Of, or I'm kind of in two minds about this. We get a local option or something mm-hmm. like that available, um, or you know, I know we're at Rock City in Nottingham, for example, they have uh, Gamma Ray and Neck Oil, I think, and a couple of Brewdog beers in their fridges. So there is an option uh, if you if you don't want to drink. It's it's a good point, actually. You would never go to a um, a beer festival and come away mourning that um, Chemical Brothers and and the Killers weren't (laughs) (laughs) So that that was shy. Would you? I think think we'll never do that. I think more I'm thinking about is like the the festival experience is kind of kind of widening, and more people get more sort of emphasis on good food. Yeah, it's not just like your burger. You know, standard burger bar or your pot noodle stand that you used to get at, um, at Leeds and Reading. Seems like a lot of effort's been put into like proper good food, but it feels like as drink drinks generally maybe. Yeah. Um, and like I said, gigs, are people, are venues doing enough? Um, I mean, we talked about like kind of some sports sports teams getting behind it a little bit. Um, well, I'm we going to last month, didn't we? Yeah. I'll give a shout out to one of our, our listeners. I'm sure he's a listener. He's certainly a customer of ours and of uh, uh, Lucy at Shakespeare's Mike Miller. He's actually the British uh, paragliding uh, champion currently. Lives wow. in Sheffield. And um, he was on the gate the week before Glastonbury. He went down to volunteer. Very clever, didn't volunteer during Glastonbury, just the week before, and he's on the gate letting people in and out of the festival site with his Ivy's jacket on, and I saw him send a message to Arbor one day saying, Arbor, I've just let one of your vans into the festival, can you tell me which bar your beers are going to be on at? So uh, a place like Glastonbury, I know they've um, linked up with a couple of 
smaller local uh, breweries down in uh, in their very local area but Arbor it seems were also available at Glastonbury this year so uh, that's, that's a good a, a nice step forward with Glastonbury is I've never been but my understanding is that you just take in your food and drink and you can you have take, it wherever you, you want which is which is yeah. quite uncommon but I did see a lot of people who I know through beer who were at Glastonbury who were really excited to share their pictures of look at this can of beer that yeah. I've brought yeah, all the way with me to Glastonbury yeah. 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 Um, so I think that that does kind of show that there is some demand yeah. whether it's enough to swing a festival of that size to actually increase their offering I don't I don't know I think for me is I, I mean I'm not I'm not a massive festival goer those days are behind me but uh, if I want to drink a really nice beer you know what I want it well kept at the right temperature in a nice yeah. environment mm. yeah. don't necessarily want it jumping up and down in a field and from a bit of a cellar nerd sort of perspective not sure how like obviously mobile bars are a thing and I know Booze Hound are doing a few festivals and they've done them really well in the past yeah. so it, it's a possible thing but for a, like a massive scale festival short, also ones that's probably going to be sponsored by some big macro brewery yeah. I don't really want you know a lovely half of yonder in the middle of a field that's not really what I'm looking for I mean um, Thornbridge has announced that they're having a pub in the park place at the um, at the tram line so that's kind of the first official announcement I've seen you know something quite obviously whether they do what they've done at Owls in the Park which they have a little bit of a pop-up bar and stuff um I think it's um, different if you're looking at something like Tramlines where it's not resident, like it's not a camping festival. Yeah. You can keep your bar monitored a little bit better. Is it all ca- keg or is it, did they do cask as well? I don't know if you remember, if you remember or not. But there was I quite, a, f- it quite, was quite a wide keg, range of stuff. Tramlines, you have to do the Tramlines beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then I think they took I think some, of our, some of the cask beer as well separately oh, yeah, yeah. to the actual Tramlines beer, yeah, an unbeliever. And a few other things, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have the option I think but it, when, when, it's, when it's tram lines is that two weeks it's, two weeks yes, tomorrow it's about the 20th start. of mm. July yeah. two weeks three weeks then maybe yeah, two, two weeks, weeks yes. yeah so anybody going 19th. anybody going to that uh, hoping to I will be working all of the hours <laughs> oh yes of course you're going to be part of the fringe, fringe aren't you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'll be absolutely Will that be busier even than Christmas, potentially, for you? Yeah. Uh, is, uh, it, so is it I'm, the peak? I mean, I've obviously not been there that yeah. long, but I gather it's our it's busiest weekend of the year. Right. Yeah. Exciting. I think it just depends a bit on the ethos of the festival, really. Like, Tramlines has always prided itself on being very much a, a festival for Sheffield, so yeah. it makes sense for them to have some local beer available. And then, like, the smaller things, I'm not sure if, if it's happened this year but I know the Itchy Pig did a mobile bar for Pride last year um, you know again something that's very kind of localised and that made sense to have something I else might have this more. totally wrong but I'm pretty sure I think it's called Bearded Theory but it's a festival close to like where I grew up and it started as a music festival now it is a music yeah. and real yeah. ale festival yeah. and they basically have a real ale festival throughout the weekend as well the things that do go together aren't they it's mm. just it's that, it's, it's the kind of music yeah. as well and what the kind of festival is yeah I think it's just you have to have the intention to do it and tell people that's what you're doing yeah rather than yeah. It, it be a necessity for me I quite enjoyed my summers beside us at um, do you know what Slam Dunk. Yeah, what's the time and the place what's yeah. The, yeah how low would you go at a festival let's imagine that we'd we'd, we'd uh, ended up at a festival for whatever reason <laughs> how low would we go how low <laughs> would you go would you rather stand and drink nothing or water or would you have a pint of Carling? should we call it a limbo would you have a pint of you? Guinness 
You know what? I'm a bit partial to a red stripe. Are you a red stripe? Yeah. It yeah. actually doesn't mm. taste too bad. Yeah. Kind I wouldn't of red do it. stripe. Not, not by choice. But yeah. But if but that was it. I'm a little bit partial. Red stripe's better than I'm not going to drink Foster's. Call, yeah. you Coca-Cola. Know. Would, it be, would it be red stripe? Yeah. Mm. See, I'd have water over crap soft drinks. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I think if would, it was hot and I was thirsty, I'd, I would... Would you have water or Carlin? Is there a difference? Funny's four percent and one's not. But other than that, funny story about that. I don't. I don't. I call him for years and years and years. My mate uh, uh, Paul Clark was a comes in. Yeah. I think I've been in today. Yeah. Um, we used to go to football quite a lot, and um, obviously once you get into the ground, this is kind of before Thornbridge and that got involved. You kind of faced with um, Carlsberg or Fosters or I think we had two bottles of the plastic bottled Carlin, and we both drunk from it. And we both looked at each other, and that look was not quite as bad as I was imagining. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I think we had this real, like, thinking this is going to be, like, dreadful, dreadful. I think sometimes, you know, if, you just, right. if it's a nice... Like, I, I would draw the line at Fosters. Fosters, yeah, no I'd, chance. Yeah, I absolutely not, not in any no. circumstance. Yeah, I would I think, not I think It's like it. when you take a case of cans to keep in your tent. Like, I think, that, I think back on this, I went to festivals every year from being 18 to... Like, 25 like at least three in a summer and there weren't even really cans of nice beer available to take with you to your campsite so we would typically take a yeah. case of fosters yeah. well, like on the first the day time. you know you crack one open at midday when you've put your tent up and you're like that's nice and then by day three when it's been in the warm you're, and, you're oh. very patient getting to day three before <laughs> 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 you fell out with it oh. I'll tell you what you want to try getting beer at um, like a festival like Benick Seam in Spain where you come back to your tent and it's hot as tea. Like, what's, what's, what's would would gold label barley wine be quite a cool thing? <laughs> well, thing well, I, I, it's tasty. Well, Carlsberg have attempted to a rebrand, don't they? Yeah, I don't, I love I don't that mean rebrand. a rebrand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we were the greatest lager ever. However, yeah. we've gone back to the drawing board <laughs> yeah. just in case we weren't. <laughs> well, it's just that we get the crap version of Carlsberg because actually yeah, in fair. other countries yeah. it's actually pretty good because I went up to the actual brewery. Is there anything that you could grab off a shelf in a garage or something where you, you could go and feel respectable? No, because you're in a garage buying beer. Even, <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, when you get it back to your camp. I think even like your Peronis now will look kind of They're a bit like... Yeah. Moretti. Moretti. No, I think that's kind of... I think that's the one that people think is pretty cool now. Is but Red even Stripe that's been probably the winner in all that game? I don't know, isn't it? Australia. It's just one of the things yeah. that students drink, isn't I know, it? Like, but, yeah. Is there I like anything that would win? Lager. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I do like yeah. a German, yeah. like Washstein or something. Yeah, like a Varka Some of the Czech stuff as well. Yeah, Pilsner Urkel or... Washdown looks all but right. But then are we really talking in the same category as Foster's and Is there anything? Is there anything that would suffice? Let us know, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Get yeah. in touch. Yeah. What Tweet in. What's your limbo beer? I'm calling it limbo beer. Limbo How low can yeah. you go? How low nice. can you yeah. go? Yeah. Or, uh, but having said that, punk's in most places well, now. Like yeah. I was into yeah, a, like a really rubbish offie the yeah. other day, which I won't name. And they've got three different Brewdog beers. Yeah. Okay. All, I think that's a good thing, generally, though. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. Well, someone was saying this, so all this takeover stuff, but imagine if you walk into a bar and the house lager is a magic rock lager. Laughing, aren't you? I mean, whatever you think about the way that takeovers are going, and we probably shouldn't delve too far into it, if that is making craft beer so much more accessible, then is it all a bad thing, really? No. Right. Do you have final thoughts on beer number three? 
Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd enjoyed it. drink a full can of that and would probably I think get it, through another if I... I think it, it was nice. It was I, I think it lacked a bit of beer, beerness mm. to it. It yeah. felt a little bit too too fruity. I enjoyed the whilst drinking part. I didn't like the aftertaste. Yeah, there's still some left, actually. Well, who's, who's not driving? Well, let's, we'll, we'll put it into yeah. one big glass at the end, shall we? Because uh, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, it'd be the, quite the a nice bit. cocktail component, probably. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, um, would. What would um, you mix that with? Well, come on, Sean, you're a, you're a professional at this rum. now. You've I'll done a full session. We could Laura's make like house. a little Bellini out of it with a bit of prosecco. That'd be nice. Like a Buck's fizz. But mm. that, that could work quite well. Yeah. Cool. I've got a bit of a penchant for putting imperial stouts in espresso martinis recently, yes. so this is my... Well, if you're not listening to our uh, cocktail episode. <laughs> right, should we go to beer number four, then, Sean? Final beer, beer of the night. Four, yes. Takes me back. This beer takes me back to a day trip we once went on to Huddersfield. And our first drink of the day, it was a scorching day as well, um, was at the Grove, the Grove pub. A brilliant pub. Looks like a job centre from the outside, but a brilliant, brilliant. It pub. does look like a job centre from outside. Uh, uh, inside and round the back. And my first drink of that day was a pint of Keg uh, Brass Castle Sunshine, Sunshine IPA. And that's probably my top five beer moments in my life. I loved that flavour and that taste of that pint so much on that day. And uh, I think I fell asleep on the train home later that day and probably got into bother. But Brass Castle, based at Malton, uh, have developed um, um, a real uh, speciality with a lot of their gluten-free beers. Sunshine, I don't think it's quite as good in can as it is on cask or on keg, but um, I'm quite happy for you to uh, convince me otherwise. There we go. See what you think. No, I sure uh, 5.7% India Pale Ale. Luce's pouring first. You know why Sean likes it, don't you? Because it's near, it's near your caravan, isn't it, Malton? Um, Malton's, yeah, Malton's relatively close. It's about half, when we get to Malton on a Saturday evening, about half seven, we're half an hour away from um, getting to the caravan and, and opening some beer. So that's always a nice moment. Um, I once... Um, walk through Malton with my dad on route to Scarborough, walking to Scarborough. It's a famous racing town, actually. Um, a lot of uh, racehorse training, it trainers in and around Malton and Norton. And it has an annual food festival that's very popular. James Martin is from Malton, famously oh, as well. So it's got lots of things going for it's it. Definitely and they have Yorkshire Beer Town, then. which is one of my favourite yeah. favorite um, festivals of the should, year, every year. We should which also is mention actually between uh, Bad Seed and yes. Brass Castle, um, who are both in Malton. It's not a very big town. I think they've now got a third brewery as well, which I think is called Malton Brewery. I think it oh, is. Um, yeah. But they're just... I mean, the beers from both breweries are cracking and they're without an exception such lovely lovely people as well um, yeah I like Malton a lot I like Brass Castle a lot the venue for the beer town is a is it, is it officially the, is it a town hall or a town it's called the assembly rooms yeah it's a cracking place it's isn't lovely it? yeah 
I don't know the history behind it. It looks kind of town hall-y. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's got that Some kind of squ- civic squarish, building. Yeah, very civic building. Yeah. That's the word. So do you sell quite a lot of this then with being gluten-free? Oh, we sell quite a lot. No, uh, we sell more of their 440ml cans than we do their 330ml cans. So okay, yeah. it ain't that popular really in terms of our shop on its own. Uh, but it's just a beer that I've, I've always really enjoyed. Uh, and as I say, I think it's third best in can. Third best. Uh, it's called Sunshine and so fitted the Sunfest special uh, perfectly. It's, it's quite an old school style, isn't it? Yes, it's very it kind yeah. of, it's yeah. quite it's orangey really colour nice around a few years. Yeah. It seems to get lost in hot bombs these days. I'm not even going to lie, I've kind of avoided this. I think I've, I maybe had a bad pint of it a long time ago. Um, and I've always swerved it, but I'm quite enjoying this. I find it, it really, it, uh, I think they get a bit of a juicy sweetness mm. um, from the malt in there. And... Uh, there's no additional sweetness or anything piled in. And I like the juiciness. You can get juiciness from hops, but I do like juiciness from malt as well. And I think that it's one, that one malt, steers more towards it. Malt character and hop character are really nicely balanced they in are. this, I think. Yeah. And I think that's something that isn't respected enough yeah. in beer. Yeah. Malt is such an a bit lost as well in big, juicy IPAs. Yeah. And it is. In, yeah. I'm, I am mocked at work for being queen of malt because I just love <laughs> malt. And that's really, it's really nice to have an IPA. You can sort of get both yeah. elements rolling yeah. nice. Yeah, I think it's really good. So thinking about these like summer beers, can, can, can you kind of create your own perfect summer beer? What kind of, ing- what are you looking for in a perfect one, Sean? Sorry to put you on the spot there, but... Uh, that's all right. I, I, all, honestly, if I want to think about it. My, my <laughs> most summery memory is the one that I've just described. The day that we went to Huddersfield was so, so bakingly hot about three years ago and to have a I had a pint of it um, to have a pint of that 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 would be it that would be it I'm not quite so much into the the New England and Vermont styles whilst they're all right I'll drink them but that would be um, I'm slightly more old school I'm 52 this weekend so I'm slightly more old school I know I sound a lot younger What's her name? Who likes my voice at your place? Rini. Rini. I sat on a dark beer on a hot scorching summer's day. Am I giving everyone else enough time to come up with their dream beer? If you could carry on for a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, I'm thinking, I, I don't know why I asked it because I don't really know the perfect one, but I think it's somewhere between like a really, like a really red sour beer, something a bit like Florida Vice or what I told me, that kind of, it's like wheaty kind of, Fruity, really like really fruity, but really You've refreshing. You've really pinned it down there, Adam. Haven't but you? somewhere between that or something that's bordering on like a like a really light pale ale, probably keg. So, so a, a sour red ale, then. There's somewhere between there, either either or. Because I can't drink, I can't be drinking sour sour beers all day. So, you know, something slightly something, sour. To be honest, red something ale. something kind of in the range of like a heathen strength, something like that. Something that's really light. That, 4.2 to 4.5 <laughs> no I, I'd rather have ne- just short something, something you can drink a lot of it yeah, you, yeah you, you, you're probably going to be like something like a, you know well, it's a shower I'd go, go, I'd go even lower ABV for me would you mm. I really like my favourite beer that I can remember drinking on a really hot day I'd just got home from work and it had been boiling and it was last summer the marble sunshine radler that yeah. was like an orange yeah. very Absolute lightly fruit juice. To- yeah <laughs> just so I think it was 2.7% 
I was so excited about the peach iced tea rattler and it's nice, but it's nowhere yeah, near as good that. as I did uh, enjoy it, but not even in the same league as the sunshine rattler. Um, so I think I'd go for something low ABV, light, lightly sour perhaps, mm. or go basic and go lager. You can't be yeah, a lager. I was thinking going close to lager as possible would just be a little bit more to it, I think. Mm. But just thinking about back to last month, I mean, Spundo was my favourite beer of the month. I had that on a really hot day and I could drink that that's forever. And that's isn't it? Yeah, it's 3.4. Yeah, I had like? I had a session on Spundo as well. That is a, oh, that's a good summer beer. If, if there's still mm. some kegs of that around. Lucy's had the longest time to come up with her perfect summer beer, so I'm looking forward to this. And I'm still only down to three. <laughs> Doesn't have to be an anti beer. It yeah, can be I'd either go a, like a Goes or a Blinavice. So either a nice, delicate Goes, nice and floral, or something sharp like a Blinavice so it feels more refreshing than it possibly is. Yeah. <laughs> um, or something like a Brut IPA, you know, an IPA mm. with a nice sharpness to mm-hmm. it, but a nice bit of sort of back note character just because it seems like a nice sort of sipper for a hot day when you hopefully appreciate its ABV. No, you don't <laughs> want to be sipping them on a hot day. Exactly. I go through stages on a sunny day where it's that like, you know, going for a picnic in the daytime or just home from work and you want something that you can like, and that it's gone. But then you've got like your summer evenings that go on forever where you stay outside till really mm. late. So I think a summer evening and a summer daytime I'm overcomplicating this, aren't I, Adam? I'm sorry. You know, I just pictured a barbecue. You know what? I was like, what do I want yeah. for a barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've seen quite a bit recently is that, um, I, don't, I can't, I don't know, it's, it's a German beer, it's 2% and a bit. Schafferhofer. Like that's the that's one the in the one. orange Ooh, can. Schafferhofer's amazing. Is that made a bit of a comeback There's a bit of a, because table beers have started to be yeah. a bit fashionable. Yeah. There's a mm. bit of a movement towards not yeah. drinking something that's 9% and above all the yeah. time. That's right, because I think you used, to, you used to see it in maybe Aldi or something like that. And then I noticed the cool Dor- Dorothy Packs have it on permanently now. Yeah. And then I saw it in smaller 330 cans in Morrison's last week. Maybe you've just answered the what beer can you just go and pick yeah, up yeah. at random that is cool. I think it's Schaff. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. If we were at a festival. Is it grapefruit? That's the question. Yeah. Grapefruit. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 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 On a like hangover. Shandy. Is that the limbo it's beer? It's the best. Uh, I'll start there on maybe school there. Do you develop a little drinking plan for yourself or do you just go back random every time without any thought? I used to have plans and I'd save a beer till, oh, I'll have that last. So you'd see it there, so you'd start to plan or ahead. then too many times happened where I'd been in the pub for the three hours or whatever and I went to get my it's last beer and it had gone. So I've stopped doing that now. Right, so you go big and early. <laughs> just have it's what there. you fancy, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that because generally I think I'm quite. I'll just pick what. You know, At what random. I, yeah, I need a bit of like I need a bit of pressure or something like. I've said this about ordering meals and stuff. If I have to wait till a waitress or a waiter comes round and I'll decide when they ask pressure. me. <laughs> like I need that pressure. But yesterday I, um, I went to the Wisewood Inn and um, I someone approached me. Did, oh, did you start to plan? Did you start? To Plan. Well, no, so I, I kind of did have a bit of a plan. I got approached by somebody who works. They said, have you tried our new damn flask uh, extra summer pale? And I went, yeah. I haven't, but I will have that now first. So I had that. And he goes, oh, we've also got baby face assassin so on So you just, you just drank everything that they yeah, just no, did as you told. The bartender <laughs> no, no, suggested. No. Then he goes, oh, we've got baby we face like assassin on like keg. <laughs> and I thought, well, actually, now you said that, I really, I really want to go for that. But now I've said I'm going to try your beer. 
I'm going to have to go for that. Oh, this was before you tried yeah, that beer, yeah. right. So but, then, but then I noticed they had Heathen on ca- cask. And I thought, you know were what? Were you only having one, or were you having three or four? I had two and a half pints. Two yeah. and a half. Did you get so through each of your chosen beers? I did, yeah. But I kind of felt like I had a plan. I thought, right, I'll have a Heathen, and I'll save the, I'll have a half a beer before I didn't to finish. So if I, if I came in shaky, and I looked up at that brilliant board on the wall, and I knew that I was going to be in there for a reasonable length of time, I would, I would start to plan. My brain yeah. would start to go this way and that way. I'm and a bit spoiled because where I drink is on the doorstep of where I work or is the actual place I work. Yeah. So if I go in and go, I really want to try that, and go, is that going to stick about for a couple of days? Yeah. And they go, yeah. And I go, brilliant, I'll have a cask heathen then, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I am going to be somewhere for a reasonable amount of time, yeah. I'm going to go mid, yeah. like mid-ABV cask. Well, there's an, but, extra, there's an extra level to this. And is it what type of drinker you are? Because I find that I very rarely spend a lot of time in one pub anymore. Yeah, or to be a festival. No, fair, I don't really. So, yeah, I just kind of go, right, what is the optimum drink in this pub? Bush, and then maybe have two. Or to be a festival, would you plan, or just flick Mm. and go random? I think I'd have a like, if I come here, because this is like one of the festivals I do in Sheffield, I'll... I'll have I'll make quite a lot of use of the of the. I'll of always the, make um, sure I've read the list and made yeah. lots brush. of the top three choices. Idea. Yeah. So I'll, I'll mark Without a few off. Without ticking them possibly. off with a pen. Oh, knows. <laughs> I've got a pen. I might circle a couple because I'll. I c- bad memory. I'll kind of feel like I'm going back through it again. You need some way of keeping track of that beer of the month. Yes, That's it, yeah. exactly. Well, I, I took a photo of that one. I think I put it on the the one out mine this month just because I thought. I'm not going to remember that. I've kind of I'm been a bit rubbish at it because untapped. I was so close to just like, you know what, I'm just going to go Pentridge. But unfortunately, the keys was a bit special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you, Laura, what are your thoughts on um, your kind of choice of beers and your, your attack of when you go well, to a bar? We can, we'll leave, we can leave it. Listeners as well, I'm interested whether people plan. Um, I'm interested when people buy their beers from us and put... We, we, we get people, of course, buying all their beers all at once and putting them in front of us. And I'm always keen to talk to them about whether they are... are you, what, what will you have first? And when somebody says they'll have that 10% stout first and then follow uh, it up with a 4% pale, I always I, think it's crazy. Well, I'm very much a, a drinker of the mood. Right, mood. And I will and flit. From minute to minute, you mean? For, or, definitely from day to day. Right. I will be in a different kind of... Yeah. vibe as to what I want right I don't know why mm. nothing seems to cause just so they open it I'm like Meh, I don't really want any of these mm. and it, I don't know what the it is buggers. that dictates that they mm. all get drunk eventually. yeah from a, from <laughs> a from a buying in point of view almost exclusively weak to strong pale to dark like, I think that's pretty much what everybody most yeah, people do yeah pretty much how I would do it yeah because I think it's like the, the, how the impair a flavour of other things is quite significant isn't it sometimes even I had a I had a I had a Mauwan between drinks last night, Did and you? that just ruined like about five <laughs> mouthfuls. I mean, it was wine, but still, just you know, you have to kind of have a plan. I think stay off any food. Just if you're going to decide how many beers you're probably going to have, and have a, yeah, have a plan. Definitely in ours, are much more much more systematic at home. Me and a few. Uh, a few mates um, did 
Well, it's called in pyjamas, basically. We wear pyjamas and drink imperial stout. <laughs> in pyjamas? It is shared between a fair one. few of us. No, it's just a thing we do in my mate's living room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's shared between a few of us, so it's not quite as irresponsible as it sounds. But we uh, did that, and about two beers in went the 15% too old. Yeah, I can uh, see in pyjamas being quite cheeky and 15% stouts. We went there because we knew we loved it, and we'd got little tiny glasses. It was all going to be good. And then everything we drank from that point was just like, it's good, but... Mm. And then at the end, we all agreed, like, right, in future, we have a structure. We don't just go, that one looks nice, let's have that one. <laughs> you know how some ideas are best copied? I think after you're deliciously stupid, your next event should be impiate jammers. Honestly, don't tempt me. I've got so much imperial style. I need to get on that one in people, August. People, people <laughs> would pile in. Would you pile in there with your jammers on, Adam? Oh, maybe if you're upstairs, have a film and get some beanbags out. <laughs> I thought if you were this say, goes wrong, Sean, it's on you. <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to say then, like, do the opposite, just do fucking horrible beers. Like. No, 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 in pyjamas sounds like an event that... Uh, Sponsored by um, Beer Central. I mean, it wasn't my idea, so I'll have to put it past okay, <laughs> the yeah, originator. R- r- run it past. We'll check yeah, if they're copyrighted, yeah, we'll check yeah, it before, yeah, the, before she gets home. It does sound good. <laughs> right, uh, any final thoughts on the final beer of, the, of tonight? Yeah, I'm a Sunshine fan. Sunshine fan? Yeah, I enjoy yeah. it a lot. Very nice. So, well, as, as every month, we'll go around the room and have a, a beer of the beer of the month of of these four beers. Not beer of them. Sean, favourite beer so of the I night. Can't, I can't cheat on my memory. Um, if I pick one of the other beers tonight as my favourite, I would be cheating on my Grove Uddersfield memory <laughs> from a few years ago. So, I am going to pick Sunshine. Laura, beer of the night. I think. It's very close between the first one and the last one for me. But I think just because I really enjoyed the balance and I think it's really nice to be reminded of how good a beer with that kind of level of malt hot balance is, I'm going to copy Sean a little bit. Uh, And even though I didn't drink a pint of it in the Grove on a beautiful day in Huddersfield, I'm also going to pick Sunshine. You would have enjoyed it there, Laura. I know you would (laughs) have. Yeah, I'm like these guys. I really enjoyed the sunshine for exactly the same reasons. I really like the crispness of a West Coast yeah, without yeah. any fuss. Mm, that was my second. The, the Northern Monk for me. Northern Monk. Uh, which okay. is not normally like me. I am not a big fruit juicy beer kind of person, but I just really, really liked the sort of pininess to it and the sort of nice after. Well, you said you didn't like the aftertaste, but I actually quite liked that weirdly. So, yeah, I'm going Northern Monk. Well, I'm going to go for the Shindigger, actually, surprisingly. There we go. Um, so. Beer of the night goes to uh, goes to Brass Castle. Yeah, yeah. I brought all four, so it's, it's hardly a victory. Uh, you're looking at me, Adam, there as if I've just won a big trophy. But no, no. I mean, I did, your I did bring all four beers, so uh, I was always going to be um, the loser always and the winner. Be a winner yeah. <laughs> right, I think that about wraps it up for tonight. Thanks for your uh, standing in. It's okay. Next month, where are we next month, Sean? Can you remember? Um, I'll be in. L- oh no, I'm no, not in yeah. London. I was in London, but uh, I'm, we've changed the dates now, haven't we? Are we going to let people know where we are next month? So we are. It's August, but it's technically recorded in July, I think. It's um, recorded on the 31st of July, the night before August. <laughs> we are at the Itchy Northern Monkey Pig. Is it? I think we're at Kellam Island Tavern. Oh, Ke- oh we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're down Kellam Island, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a Yorkshire Day special. 
Is that what we're going for? Is that, is that the, uh, oh, well, the thing? Yeah, because by the time um, it gets edited and released the following day, it will be the 1st of August and it will be Yorkshire Day. So the greatest county on earth uh, will be celebrated um, and we'll slag Derbyshire and Northamptonshire <laughs> <laughs> and, and everywhere else on the night. That's, that's how you uh, gain some extra listeners, isn't it? It's, it's like a, a, isolate yourself from everybody. Yeah. Okay. And well, Southerners. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you next month. Bye. Good night. 